emergency. Ah! <laughs> Guess what's going to happen in life? We're going to get hurt, we're going to have an accident, we're going to cut ourselves. It might be a paper cut or a chainsaw and anything in between. We're going to sprain an ankle, we're going to hurt something, our body's going to get busted or broken somehow. Very few people go through their entire life without having any major or minor uh, accident or cutting off the skin or broken something on the body. Uh, that's just life, life happens. So here's a great question. In any emergency situation, when anything happens, how do you respond? I can help or how do you react? And obviously reaction's not good. Uh, the best paramedics in the world, the ambulance people, the emergency ward doctors will all share that if you want to save lives, if you're in any situation where there's going to be a challenge physically, you have to remain cool, calm and collected. You have to respond, not Rah! panic. Panic is never part of the solution. In fact, the emergency ward doctors will tell you that panic is the reason why a lot of people end up dead. Because if you, if you come across a panic situation, an emergency, emergen, emergency is what I'm trying to say, emergency situation, and you don't uh, think clearly, you don't, and the three words are cool, calm, collected, and I always add on the end common sense. Because a lot of argument about first aid procedure for a start, whether you go to a, a first aid course or a hospital course or a paramedics course or all the different kinds of first aid courses and emergency courses all give different kinds of information. They have variations of how to handle an emergency situation. So you could argue about how to strap effectively or how to give CPR effectively or how to give uh, keep somebody alive, but ultimately it's about being cool, calm and collected and using your common sense. So I was taught this a very long time ago and as a health club manager, and I started managing health clubs when I was 18 years of age and I'm now a very old lady, so I've been doing this a very long time. And uh, I've encountered many emergency situations. So I'll give you a couple of really interesting examples. Uh, I was in a health club in the, the southwest of Sydney in a suburb called Campbelltown. And that's very important because I was at the front of the gym and I thought I heard at the back of the gym a gunshot. And uh, as if you know anything about the southwest of Sydney suburbs, that probably wouldn't be that unusual to hear a gunshot. But it was in my gym. Uh, it was a terrible noise and there were people screaming and running. So I'm, of course, the manager of the health club. I can't scream and run. And that's probably a really good thing to consider. If you are a parent or a teacher or a leader or a boss or a manager or you're the emergency person, you probably don't have the option to scream and run. You have to go and, and help. So I calmly walked to the back of the gym. And what had happened... It was, a, it was a very long time ago and a very old piece of equipment. It was a leg extension machine, which is really interesting because normally you'd bust your knee on such a thing. But what had happened, the guy that was using the leg extension machine, he had leant back and he had a ponytail. And it was one of those old leg extension machines where there was a pulley and a cable at the top. And as he'd leant back, and his ponytail had got caught in the, the pulley and the, the, the cable and it scalped him. He literally took the back of his head off. Uh, it sounded like a gunshot because the sound of the uh, uh, leg extension machine crashing, him crashing and screaming, and the back of his head being removed. 
I share that with you because it was a pretty interesting situation. Now, I could say it was horrific or horrendous or terrible, but they're all the words that people use in a panic situation. So, of course, as you know, if you are first aid trained, and shouldn't we all be first aid trained? Uh, we don't know when something's going to happen. Here's another interesting side note. People always say to me, Rowie, how often do I have to update my first aid skills? And I always ask this question. If you encountered any first aid situation, any emergency situation, car accident, uh, sting, bite, crash, broken bone, heart attack, epileptic fit, doesn't matter. If you encountered any of those, right now, could you handle that situation coolly, calmly, collectively, with common sense and without panic? And if the answer's no, then could it be a really good idea to go and update your first aid? There's no, I don't think there should be a time frame on, on your first aid course. It should be, do I feel confident to handle any first aid situation? And if not, then I should go and get up, uh, updated and, and uh, upskill myself in first aid. So, of course, in that situation with the scalping, the most important thing is that poor guy, he's completely lost the plot. He thinks he's, he's put his hand on the back of his head and the back of his head's gone. So, again, as I was taught a very long time ago because I've been in so many of these situations, cool, calm, collected and common sense. So if it's bleeding, stop the bleeding. If it's broken, then wrap it up. If somebody's not breathing, you've got to get them breathing. That's the first and most important thing. So, of course, we wrapped up his head. I sent somebody off to call not uh, the emergency people. I was going to say 911, and that's one of those really funny things. Uh, there's all different numbers in different countries. So if you're in America, you would have said 911, but all other countries have different emergency numbers. It's probably one of the things we should all have in common in every country is the emergency number. So, yes, I sent somebody else to call the police, uh, the police and the ambulance. I stayed with him. I don't know why I said police because it really did sound like a gunshot wound and I think that there were people who had already called the police because they thought it was a gunshot wound. So that was a very, that was one of the most, uh, how do I explain it, uh, fascinating and interesting first aid situations that I've ever dealt with because there was so much blood and so much panic. Uh, the other one's very interesting, and it happened in exactly the same gym. There, had, there was a multi-station with uh, uh, cables and plates of weights. And uh, I'm very famous for wanting to educate uh, school uh, people, as in teachers and students, to be healthy, fit and strong. So I used to have a massive number of schools come through my health club. And this particular day, uh, the teachers were, and it was before there was phones, so they weren't playing on their phones or their Facebook, but obviously the teachers weren't paying attention. I was again at the front desk of my health club, and I hear this enormous scream and then lots and lots of people screaming. So what, what was happening in the gym is the kids were playing chicken with the weight stack. So they were putting their sets of fingers between the at the bottom of the weight stack. Somebody was lifting the weight stack and you had to leave your fingers there and pull them out just before they got squashed. Well, of course, that particular situation is, is an accident waiting to happen or an emergency situation waiting to happen. So what happened is this kid got all of his fingers squished eight of them and they just squished like bananas there was just a mess of fingers and bone and, and it was just fascinating and interesting teachers panicked students panicked student that got his finger smashed had passed out I don't have an option to panic this is my health club I have to fix this situation straight away so once again you've got to wrap that up real fast because we've got blood and we've got broken bones and we've got blood everywhere so both hands wrapped it up called the ambulance 
and remain cool, calm and collected. I'm sharing that with you because it's really important to, rather than how many numbers, how do I, what do I have to do, it's just common sense. If it's bleeding, stop the bleeding. If it's broken, wrap it up. If somebody's not breathing, you've got to get them breathing. Remain cool, calm and collected and use your common sense. And that's the challenge. If you're under stress, your brain just goes, ah, well, panic is never part of the solution. Now, the reason I'm doing this today uh, I've been digging my, or creating a brand new beautiful garden. I've been doing this for quite a few weeks now and I've moved enormous amounts of rocks and dirt and dirts, rocks and gravel and dirt and sand and, and I've done some work into the darkness so I've been working late at night and there's all sorts of uh, emergency situations that could have occurred. Interestingly today I did have an accident uh, and I have, I think, damaged myself reasonably effectively. Uh, I tripped over a very large rock and fell onto a, a whole heap of rocks and one of the rocks had a big um, sticky bit out of it. So I looked at my leg and uh, it was uh, bleeding and I could see inside my leg. Uh, and it, when it's your own body, I can deal with lots of situations. When it's your own body, you've really got to deal with it because it's your own body. And I was here by myself. So I couldn't panic, and not that panic is ever part of the solution, but there was no option to panic, there was no option to, I just had to think really clearly. And what's really funny, and this is really funny, while I was doing the gardening and when I fell, I was listening to a lecture on the immune system and how effective the immune system is, particularly the innate immune system, at, uh, and that's the one we're born with, that the skin is the protective mechanism. And if you break the skin, when you've got a really strong immune system, the white corpuscles, the white blood cells, immediately rush to the broken spot and aim to fix it really quickly. So you get inflammation really quickly. Blood flow obviously cleans it out very quickly. And ironically, that's what I was listening to when I fell over. So I quickly uh, put pressure on it. Now, here's a really interesting thing. I have in my house everywhere first aid kits. I'm fully aware and fully understand that accidents can happen. And we live out in the middle arse end of nowhere. So to get to a hospital, to get to first aid, any kind of first aid situation, you have to do it yourself. So this is the small one that's in the kitchen. I have another one that's in the spare room and it's about three times bigger than this with all the stuff in it. I've got a really big one in the shed outside so that if something happens outside, I've got access to first aid kits everywhere in our home. Uh, I like to plan. I'm, I'm the absolute optimist but I always like to plan for the worst. So expect the worst, plan for it and then when it arrives you know what to do. So I knew exactly where to go, I knew where the first aid kits are. The challenge I had is they're all new, I haven't opened them before. And Something to really check in your first aid kits. I had blood pouring out my leg, but all the first of all, the zipper got stuck on the first aid bag. Isn't that ridiculous? And then inside the first aid bag was all these plastic wrappers and plastic, and everything was squashed in there. So it was really hard to get everything out of the first aid kit. So one of the things I'm now going to do is open up all the, all the packages inside the first aid kits so that when I have to go to them, it's going to be easy to get the bandages out. See, bandages come wrapped. I get that they need to be, but when you're in a hurry, you've got to get, you've got to get that thing on you. So what I did, obviously, straight away is I put pressure on the wound because I had to stop the bleeding. 
I uh, got some uh, medical swabs with cleaner on it. So it doesn't, I, this is, wasn't in the first aid kit. I asked Kayman to bring this home with him. Uh, I got those medical swabs that have got antiseptic on them and I wiped the wound. I use this, I call it magic cream. It's something called Neosporin, which I always, you can't buy it in New Zealand or Australia, but I always import it from America because it's a special cream. It's an antibiotic cream. It's a pain killing cream. It kills germs. It's, I just call it magic cream. So I wiped the wound, put the neosporin on it, uh, to, uh, put the bandage around it, and of course the tape in the, I couldn't get the tape out of the first aid kit. So I just grabbed a big roll of uh, packaging tape because we've moved house, so that was easy access. And I wrapped up my leg with, with plastic tape, big thick plastic packaging tape. Because I have to, when it's something's bleeding, you've got to stop the bleeding, which is exactly what I did. So the beautiful thing about the human body, of course, is when you hurt yourself, your body goes into epinephrine, adrenaline, stress and shock. And the beautiful one that I'm just so grateful for is cortisol. It's a stress neurotransmitter, a stress drug, part of the catecholamine system, but it's a anti-inflammatory. So when you hurt yourself and you're under stress, your body produces what you need to fight and flight, what you need to, and ideally that's, for some people that creates panic. But if you think through that process really clearly, and if you're really fit and strong, then brain-derived neurotropic factor always also plays a part, which means you are more likely to think clearly. And then the epinephrine and adrenaline gets you ready to fight and flight, sort the situation. And the cortisol is the one that is anti-inflammatory. Bloody awesome. So I taped it up, and this is just me, and I'm not asking you to be me, but I had a job to do. I had about probably 40 minutes, maybe an hour, that because I'm a person that when I start a mission, I have to finish it. And I hadn't finished my mission in the garden, so I taped up my leg and went outside again and finished my garden. Two cool things there. One, it was under pressure and it had antiseptic on it and I knew it was clean, so we're good to go. Second, I had no pain because I had endorphins pumping through my body because I'd gone through the stress process of epinephrine and adrenaline. And the really interesting one is... <laughs> is it was cold outside, really, really cold. So uh, at that stage, late in, it was late in the afternoon, it was already zero, if not minus one. So I literally put my body out into the ice. And ice is obviously also very good for anti-inflammatory. So I'm just sharing with you very personally that things happen. Life will throw stuff at you. Scary stuff, bleeding, broken, stress, Stuff happens, and all, all I'm asking, if you are a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader, a boss, do you have an option to panic, or do you have to be the person that can look at every situation with a clear head, use your common sense, and fix it? And then, have you planned for those things? So, do you have current first aid? And I'll ask the question again. If you're not super confident to be able to handle any first aid situation right now, for, and I'll, I'll just put it very personally, if something happened to one of your children or your partner or yourself, would you be able to handle that situation or would you panic? Would you be able to handle, do you know how to tape? Do you know how to, to bandage? Do you know how to do CPR? And if you don't, could it be time to go and update your first aid? And rather than get caught up in the, oh, my first aid course said I should do it this way and my first aid course said I should do it different to that one, and they're all going to argue because experts always argue. Uh, there is no rules and regulations for first aid except this. You ready? Stay cool, stay calm, stay collected and use your common sense because you can't help anybody if you're panicking. 
So whatever happens, be the person who is prepared. Have your first aid ready. Have your first aid kits. Uh, and that's my new learning curve for today. Make sure they're not wrapped up too tight and the zippers aren't, aren't going to get stuck and the plastic bags are all squished in there. Make sure everything's easy to use. And always test yourself under pressure. It's one of the reasons why I like to put my body under pressure from an exercise point of view, because if you're constantly tapping into that uh, stress system, if your body's constantly producing epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, because you are exercising at 100% effort in the phosphate system, and because you are lifting heavy in the phosphate system, your body gets fitter and fitter and fitter. That whole catecholamine in uh, uh, endocrine system works better because you're using it all the time, which means when you're under stress, your body can handle it because it's used to being under stress. So please be the person who can handle every situation by being cool and calm and collected. And I'll just wrap that all up. One of the very best things to do of all, and I've, as a health club manager, I've handled heart attacks, epileptic fits, broken bones, uh, diabetic um, where people go hypo and they can't think clearly. All I've handled all of those in as a health club manager. And the biggest tool that I will ever use that always works is humour. If you can get people laughing, it's a it's a de-stressor. So rather than panicking and ah, if you can get people laughing and joking, and that's exactly what I did today. I had a big giggle because I went, wow, look at you. You've just been talking about the immune system and now life's throwing the immune system at you immediately. Now it's time to put everything you've learned into action. And I had a laugh and moved on. So laughing is, a, is the ultimate tool for handling all stress situations. But you can't handle a stress situation by laughing if, number one, you're a stressy person. But the only reason we become stressy people is we don't have a brain that works effectively. So when you fit and strong everything works better isn't that awesome i feel good na 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 even though i've got a broken bit on my body na 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 woohoo <laughs>